0: Hello and welcome to Camel Screen Guild Players from OTRGold.com. This episode will begin after a brief message from our sponsors.
1: This episode is brought to you by Reese's Peanut Butter Cups. In breaking news, leading scientists worldwide are conducting experiments to determine if Reese's Peanut Butter Cups are the perfect combination of peanut butter and chocolate. However, it appears the study was inconclusive as the scientists couldn't help but eat all the Reese's. Because when you want something sweet, you can't do better than Reese's. Find Reese's now at a store near you.
0: Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now.
1: Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If Only in Theaters, May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news?
0: The Gulf Screen Guild Theater Your neighborhood good golf dealer and the Gulf Oil companies Welcome you to the Gulf Theater The one place where you meet all your favorite stars Irene Dunn, Cary Grant, James Cagney, Olivia de Havilland Edward G. Robinson, Rosalind Russell These are just a few of the stars who will appear in the Gulf Theater in weeks to come. And tonight, we bring you Myrna Loy and Jimmy Stewart, Oscar Bradley and the Gulf Orchestra, and now your host, the director of the Gulf Theater, Roger Pryor.
1: Good evening, everyone, and greetings from the stage of the Gulf Theater. The lights on the marquee flash the names Myrna Loy and James Stewart, tonight's stars of the Gulf Theater. William Powell had originally planned to be with us tonight, but for the past week, he's been dodging a case of the flu and finally caught up with him. But as soon as Jimmy Stewart heard the news, he called me up from the MGM lot and, like the swell guy he is, volunteered to take Bill's place. That's typical of the spirit that has made the Gulf theater possible. The stars appear here because they really want to. Because the money that Gulf would ordinarily pay to them and to the writers is given instead to help meet the needs of the Motion Picture Relief Fund. And to build a home for the less fortunate members of the industry. Tonight we hear the radio preview of a new comedy by Robert Riley Crutcher from John McClain's cosmopolitan story, Single Crossing. And now, the house lights dim in the Gulf Theater, Oscar Bradley raises his baton, and the play
2: begins.
1: This is the San Francisco office of the Merrick Advertising Agency. As a matter of fact, this is the only office of the Merrick Advertising Agency. As the scene opens, G. Allen Merrick, president, is carefully filing his unpaid bills in a wastebasket, while his secretary makes his last-minute preparations for Merrick's trip to Honolulu. You got
3: hurry!
1: You've only got fifteen minutes before the boat sails,
3: boss. Is everything I need, in my briefcase. Just a minute, I'll see. Um, the merger contract with Williams, Horton, Hooten, and Hatton. Uh, your checkbook, yeah. flannel nightshirt, yeah. seven razor blades, two used. That's right. Uh, a badminton set and a second-hand ukulele. Yeah.
4: Alan Merrick speaking. Please be brief.
3: Cablegram, Mr. Merrick, it's from Mr. Williams. He isn't
4: calling off the merger.
3: Uh, No, sir. It says, my favorite niece traveling to Honolulu on the same boat with you, relying on you to look after her. My final decision on our merger depends on her unqualified approval of you with a partner. Tentatively yours, Egbert Eddington Williams. That is all.
4: Well, that's enough.
3: Gee, nice going, boss. Have you ever met Mr. Williams Lee?
4: No, but she's bound to be the worst-looking girl on the boat. Your short, squat, thick glasses, buck teeth. Oh, what a trip oh,
3: this is isn't worth it, boss. You better cancel your ticket. No,
4: anything's worth it. You can't eat breakfast food samples forever, you know.
3: <laughs> well, anything else I can do for you, boss?
4: Yeah, sir. You can lend me 50 cents for a cab to the pier. Throw in a pair of rompers in my briefcase. It looks as though I'm playing hopscotch all the way to Honolulu. <laughs> Our oh, steward, yes, sir. Steward, who is that uh, that uh, blonde girl up there on the boat deck? On the boat deck, I can't quite see. Well, serious. she's talking to that fat gentleman. Yes. Oh, wait till he stops yawning. There, now you can see both of them. There. Ah, you mean the? Yeah, the. the oh, yes. that's Miss Williams, sir. Oh well, well, what's the difference? The Williams. Did you say that girl, that blonde girl, well, are you sure her name's Williams? She's the only Williams on the passenger list, mm-hmm, sir. No, 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 there must be some mistake. This couldn't happen to me, not after the life I've led. As a matter of fact, sir, she asked your name. No. And if you were a test. No. Anything else, sir? Well, now, look. Could you serve cocktails on the sun deck of my suite and ask Miss Williams if so she'll join? And tell her that her uncle asked me to look after her. And when I think of how many times I've used that uncle gag, and the marvelous part of it, he really did. He really did ask me about it. Oh. I beg your
2: pardon.
4: I thought this was my cabin.
3: I'm sorry. Oh. As a matter
4: of fact, this is my cabin, you know.
3: Please don't pay any attention to me, honestly,
4: hmm Well, uh, don't you think it'd be more comfortable for you in your own little cabin? You know, there's something about one's personal porthole in a time like this. Oh,
3: no. Any porthole in the storm, I always say. Who are you?
4: Me? I'm a mirage. I appear daily from nine to five. <laughs> help you out.
3: eh? No, just let me lie here and perish. Me and my little lemon. They say if you suck a lemon, you can't get seasick. Oh. Oh,
4: Come on, come on, come on. Upsy-daisy.
3: Oh, don't say things like that. (laughs) Waves. Everywhere waves.
4: Courage, courage. Now wait till I open the door.
3: The way I feel you don't have to. You can just pour me under.
4: Here we are. Here's your little bag of lemons.
3: Up and down. Everything's going up and down.
4: Uh, Can you climb up those stairs all right?
3: What stairs?
4: Uh, What stairs? Well, right in front of you there. Don't you see them going up?
3: Oh, yes, I see them going up and down. Up and down. But I'll handle them. I've ridden on escalators all my life.
4: All right. Hop on. Be sure and get off at Junior Misses. Goodbye. Well, that's that.
3: Ah. Just a
4: moment, I'm coming. Now, Miss Williams, this is a... No. I couldn't
3: make it. I've got to lie down again.
4: Now, wait a minute, Moby Dick. You can't come horn-piping in here again. I uh, good old
3: couch. I'm
4: not keeping you up, am I?
3: Will you please ask the captain to go around those waves instead of climbing up and jumping off?
4: Now, come along. Now, you don't want to stay here. I'm expecting a guest. And it wouldn't look right if she found you in here, now, would it?
3: I'll be dead by then. You can tell her it's awake. Will you hand me another lemon?
4: You can't possibly be sick. You just got on the boat. Look at the pilgrims. It took them months to get across.
3: Maybe it's smoother going the other way. Maybe we're going against the grain. No, no,
4: you don't understand. You've got to get out of here before I... Oh, there she is. Come in. Come in. No, I mean, shh. I can't ever see you in here, and I'll have to stall her or something. Tell
3: her you're not dressed. Mm hmm.
4: Uh, Miss Williams, I'm not. I
3: can't tell her I'm not dressed. Tell her the truth. Look at me. I'm green. Tell her I only came in here to.
4: To what? Get right? I, I. I. Be ready right in a
3: minute. Be ready right in a minute, Miss Williams.
4: Miss Williams. That's gone. Thanks very much. Thanks. You're annoyed no. with me, aren't you? Oh, silly child. I wouldn't have that idea. Yeah,
3: yeah. Well, you say nice things, but I can just imagine what you're thinking. Yeah,
4: well, you may have the imagination, but not the vocabulary. Last call. All ashore that's going
3: ashore. Hmm? All ashore going ashore. What? what did he say? All Let me look out that porthole. Why, well, it's the Golden Gate Bridge. Why didn't you tell me we hadn't sailed yet?
4: Well, I tried to, but you and Captain Bly were having such a rough time off it with that typhoon. Well, that I've never
3: I... been so embarrassed in my life. Who is it? The cocktails, Mr. Biddy. Cocktails? For me?
4: Now, look, I asked Miss Williams.
3: Oh, I shouldn't. I really shouldn't. But I can't very well refuse such a gentlemanly, uh... uh you are a gentleman. Well,
4: I have the soul of a gentleman. Sometimes I have trouble keeping body and soul together.
3: <laughs> Excuse
4: me, ma'am. I'll bring in the hors d'oeuvres.
3: My. Isn't this cozy and continental? Will you have a martini? Uh, One or two, olives. Well, you I... Have a cigarette? I... Do you know uh, any games? Yes. Yeah.
4: Look, do you mind if I go off in a corner for a minute? I want to see how I got into this thing in the first place. What I do? I opened the door. I all I did. Just opened the door, and there she was. She was all alone. She told me she was seasick. And, and then I said to her, well, I don't what What's
3: the matter? Are you ashamed of me? Why don't you invite someone in to liven things up?
4: Look, all, all I wanted to do was just go to Honolulu. That's all I wanted to do. Well, if you want to be alone,
3: why don't you say so? A mule doesn't have to kick me. I can take a hint. Gee, some people are so vague.
4: Goodbye. Goodbye. Uh, oh, now, look, Stuart, quick. Where can I find Miss Williams? Yes, Williams? You know, the blonde's supposed to have cocktails here. Now, where is she? I think she's in the swimming pool, sir. Hello
3: there.
4: Oh, oh, you again, huh?
3: Well, get you, and that's
4: Sarong. So Sarong? So I'm not very fond of these swimming trunks. I. Sort of arrest the eye.
3: They not only arrest the eye, they give it the third degree. Yes,
4: yes. Look, it's uh, too shallow here. Why don't we go down to the... Why don't you go down to the springboard and show me your jackknife?
3: I can't dive. I can't even swim.
4: Oh, uh, you can't swim, huh? No. You can't, no.
3: Why are you staring at the deep water?
4: Well, i just thinking. <laughs> uh, uh, come, darling. Let's uh, sort of paddle over that way.
3: Just a second. Look at that blonde in the unfortunate bathing suit. She looks like a tired rainbow trout.
4: Yeah, she does. Uh, uh, wait a minute. Hey, that's Miss Williams. Look. Now, Doc, get under the water. Let go. Now, if she sees me with you. Hey, you're
3: drowning me. Now,
4: stop making no. a spectacle of yourself. Now, stay down here. Uh,
3: you-hoo, Miss Williams. Let
4: me up. Miss Williams, you-hoo. Let me up. Uh, will you stop squirming? All I'm asking you to do is just keep underwater until she leaves. There, now, like that. Under that. I it won't be long. It's all right. Now, just stay where you are. Ah, okay, she's gone. Alright, now you can come up. I, uh, it's alright now. Where is she? to her? Hey! Where are you? Hey, the uh, girl uh, Hey! man, she almost
2: drowned. Yeah, oh, uh, hey,
4: Mr. Melisbeth. <clears throat> alright, I have to get my breath here. I'm Captain yes. Winterbottom. I'd like to have a little talk with you, Mr. Merrick. Now, Captain, it was all in the spirit of fun. In thirty
1: years at sea, I've never... Everything,
4: everything just sort of went black. I've never black, seen and I... a rescue. Everything just sort of went, uh, huh? rescue? Oh, what come, you... come, young man. <laughs> this is it no time for false modesty. Perfect
1: beginning for a romance. What? A romance? What? Well, of course, of course. Man rescues woman.
4: Love. No, I don't quite think you understand out here. You see? See? I... Indeed, I do see. All the world loves another, eh, Mr. Merrick? Well, there's something you could do for me, Captain. I know what you're going to ask, Mr. Merrick. <laughs> you want a chance to be alone with her. I'll put anyone in iron who intrudes on your privacy. Look, there was a blonde. Two deck I mean, chairs yeah. side by side in a quiet corner of the boat deck. A cozy table for two in the it's dining a, uh, salon. Hey, Captain, between you and me, there was a blonde. Oh, I understand perfectly. I personally
1: guarantee you won't even see her the rest of the voyage. Uh, Mr. Merrick! Mr. Merrick, here, here, you men. Stop working on the girl. Revive Mr. Merrick! <laughs> So our gulf curtain falls on Act One of Single Crossing, leaving the captain in a fog, Mr. Merrick in a faint, and leaving Diana very wet inside and out. <laughs> Before our curtain rises again, here's a bit of practical philosophy from John Connie.
0: Thanks, Rod. You know, folks, some people miss a lot of mighty good things just because they never stop and try them. So right now I'd like to pass along a friendly challenge to those of you who have not recently tried golf gasoline. The next time you see that big gulf orange disc ahead of you on the road... Take your foot off the accelerator, slow down, and drive in. Try just one tankful of Gulf no nox gasoline. See if you're not more than delighted with the high anti-knock performance, the smoothness and power that you get from this great gasoline. And see also if you don't really prefer the kind of friendly natural service that your good Gulf dealer gives you. And then ask yourself if it isn't well worth your while to look ahead every time for the Gulf orange dip. We'll gladly abide by your decision because we honestly feel that you will agree with so many other motorists all over the country that you will decide for yourself that it pays to make the good golf dealer your dealer.
1: And now the second act of tonight's play starring Myrna Loy and Jimmy Stewart. It's three days later, and the captain has made good his promise that no one shall intrude upon Alan Merrick and Diana Hartley. Right now, Diana is shooting clay pigeons on deck. This again.
3: No wonder I don't hit anything, Stuart. You don't throw them in the direction I'm expecting. Oh,
1: well, but that wouldn't be fair, Miss Hartley.
3: I don't care whether it's fair or not. I like to break things. Now throw one over that way. Ready?
4: Wait a minute, will you? I just want to get out of here.
3: Well, hello, Mr. Merrick. I didn't know you were sleeping in that deck chair. I hope my shooting didn't wake you.
4: No, not at all. It's those pexies again. They certainly do carry on, don't they?
3: That will be all, Stuart.
4: Yes, ma'am. Miss Hartley, do you know how long we've been uh, associated on this boat? How long? Well, I'm asking you. I've lost all track of time. You, if you recall, when we first got on this boat back in 1874, I was trying to meet a certain Miss Williams. She...
3: And I don't care what anybody says. I like her with that dyed hair. No, wait That
4: has nothing to do with it.
3: Why are you so anxious to meet Miss Williams?
4: Well, her uncle asked me to look after her. And I must please her uncle because if I please her uncle, I'll put over an important business deal and get my feet on the ground. You
3: just leave it to me.
4: Yeah, I said on the ground, not under leave
3: it. Leave it to me, and everything will come out all right.
4: Yes, yeah, especially my furniture right out of the office. But you can help me now if you just will.
3: You can count on me. I'm a good friend. I never forget a face.
4: Never forget a face. You certainly haven't forgotten mine. You know, no woman will look at me on board. They think you're my property. Uh, if, if I could just see this Miss Williams for a minute, I could explain to her there's nothing between us.
3: Wait, I have an idea. Uh-oh.
4: Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Why do
3: you always duck when I say that? You could see her tonight at the masquerade party.
4: Well, can I rent a costume from the person?
3: There's one in my trunk you can have. Say, that might work, huh?
4: Say, that will. That will work. Miss Hartley, I apologize. For what? Well, I can't tell you what I was thinking, but take it from me, you rate an apology. <laughs> ah, That's all right, a romantic costume romantic night? That's perfect. That's all right. Yeah. Yeah, for that idea, you get a kiss.
3: I don't think you should. Oh, no, no, I'm serious. Well?
4: Yeah. not bad, either. What's the matter? Don't you like being kissed?
3: I love it. I only meant Miss Williams is watching us up there, and I Oh, yeah, we mentioned... well, I suppose that... best for the party. Turn around and let me see. How's, how's it hang? It's a little snug. Can you bend in it?
4: Well, I guess I could.
3: Try it. <laughs> I was afraid of that.
4: Oh, you, you're afraid of that, huh?
3: Don't worry. It won't even show when we put the tail on. I beg your pardon? The
4: tail. <laughs> hey, look, just as a matter of curiosity, what am I supposed to look like in this thing? And, the devil. Yeah, but I know. But what am I supposed to look like? Oh! Oh! <laughs>
3: Oh, oh!
4: You mean uh, Memphis plays? Oh, well, could be, could be. Yeah. I wonder what Miss Williams is wearing.
3: It's the last word, right out of the Moline Bag and Twine Company.
4: Yeah, Well, you're a great help. All right, I'll find her.
3: I do hope you have a wonderful time at the masquerade party. Uh,
4: well, thanks. You know, you, you've been very kind helping me out like this. Uh, I'll never forget it.
3: I really believe that, Alan. I don't think you ever will. <laughs>
2: Well, good
4: evening, Captain. Going to the party? Oh, Mr. Merry. What's the devil? Oh, shucks, you recognize me. Hey, where's the salamander? Right
2: there.
4: there... Ah, Thank you, Captain.
3: Look at that man in that funny costume. (laughs) What's the matter here?
4: Hasn't the masquerade begun? Masquerade? That's tomorrow night. This is a ship's concert.
3: come back to me. I knew it. Diana. Yes, Alan.
4: Do you, uh, always arrange such intimate little costume parties? Yes.
3: Well, I have no idea what you mean. Did you have a good time?
4: Oh, yes. dandy. And I won first prize. Of course, I didn't have much competition. But...
3: Tell me about it.
4: Say, are you sure you can't swim?
3: The way I feel tonight, if I were to fall overboard, I'd float on the sea and be in Honolulu to meet you. Yes,
4: I believe you would. I don't think anybody else could do that, but I think you could.
3: He didn't go to see her. He came to me. Oh, isn't it wonderful up here in the moonlight? Happy?
4: Yes. Slap happy.
3: I wish I could write poetry. Romance. Romance. What rhymes with romance? Ants. Alan, something happened when we met.
4: Did uh, you notice that, sir?
3: I thought a moment ago you didn't care. But here we are again.
4: Yeah, two babes in the woods. Wonder if we'll ever see human beings again. Now, you know, your your hair looks so sort of nice in the moonlight. Huh?
3: But it isn't blonde. Boy, look at those stars.
4: Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's very nice being up here with you.
3: That doesn't sound like you, but it's an improvement.
4: All oh, right, it's getting chilly. Here, come on, take my coat.
3: No, you'd be cold. No, oh,
4: no. no, it's big enough for both of us. Here, here. <sighs> What'd you say? Nothing. Oh,
3: oh. What?
4: Nothing, Nothing. You know, Diana, I guess I might as well face it. Fate threw you at me and I forgot to duck.
3: Honolulu.
4: Well, this is it.
3: You know, I'm going to miss you, Alan.
4: Well, I'm afraid I'm going to sort of miss you, too.
3: Well... We'd better get our landing cards. You
4: know, there isn't much point in my getting off. Why not? Well, because I've lost every chance I had of putting through that merger. Miss, Miss Williams' uncle relied on me to take care of her need, and I haven't even met the girl.
3: Tell him you did anyway. Well,
4: well Miss Williams denied it.
3: All the better. Her uncle would probably suspect a great secret romance. Nah, I don't know. Oh, no. Well, if you want that merger contact signed, and her uncle couldn't refuse a future member of the family.
4: No, no, couldn't do that. That's right, yeah, well... No, but suppose he doesn't believe me.
3: Maybe he'd believe the newspapers. Those men over there are ship reporters, and the one in the green hat is a gossip columnist.
4: Gossip columnist? That's darling. You've saved my life. I can kill two birds with one hot potato. you wait right here.
2: Uh-huh.
4: <laughs> I don't understand. What are you talking about? Well, it isn't important. I just wanted to, wanted to kill that little item about Miss Williams and me. Miss Williams? Yeah, yeah, simply because she and I were seen together every moment. It doesn't mean anything. You know how it is on shipboard, the intimacy and all that. You mean that you and Miss Williams... Yes, and I realize how interested you reporters are in on, on such gossip. Gossip? Well, yeah, but we'll just keep this between you and me. We don't want a thing like this getting in the papers. No, I don't. Not while we're engaged to be married. She's my fiancée. Well, if you really don't, that's fine. What? Yeah, fiancé. Oh. Oh, you? Have a cigarette, chum? You not only make a play for my girl, but want to brag about it to the papers. Maybe this will keep you quiet. (coughs)
2: Chum.
1: Get up. Get up, miracle man. What are you doing lying
4: there on the deck? Oh, hello, Mr. uh, William. Oh, Mr. Williams, yeah. Uh, Well, I I was just... Well? Well, uh, I'm a man of habit, Mr. Williams. Comes four o'clock, I take a nap. Bed or no bed?
3: (laughs) Uncle Egbert.
4: Uncle? You mean he's your... Diana, Diana, my child. Well, somebody look at those tickets and see if it says round trip one. And Mr. Merrick, how nice.
3: Faithful to
4: the last. Oh, I see you youngsters found each other. Yes, yes, yes. We looked in the passenger list, just looked in the passenger list, and there she was, big as life. Williams, Diana. Uh, Merrick, you're acting very strangely
3: He's only kidding, Uncle Egbert He just can't remember a name That's
4: right
3: Uh, It's Hartley, dear You see, Mother is Uncle Egbert's sister And she married a man named Hartley
4: Hartley, oh Oh, yeah, well, he sort of sounds exactly like Williams You say it fast, you know Hartley, Williams, Hartley, Williams (laughs) Not in the least (laughs) Hey, tell me, Diana Did uh, Merrick look after you?
3: He wouldn't let me out of his sight
4: Ah, reliable Thoroughly reliable that's what I like to see. Now, that's fine. I, about this contract, Mr. Williams. I William, feel so it.
3: badly, Uncle. I'm afraid I, mean, yeah. I caused Alan a great deal yeah, of a, trouble.
4: A fountain pen right here, you used You see, there was well, a girl
3: on board, and he was trying yeah, to.
4: Dotted line right down here. Alan's business page, was right? just
3: about on the rocks, and he, he thought this girl might. Ouch! Uh, so what happened?
4: Yeah, the fountain pen slipped. Now, Mr. Williams.
3: <laughs> oh, dear. Now I have a blue mole.
1: <laughs> um, I, um, I, um, I don't want to be rushed into this, Merrick. Besides, it seems to me you're acting very peculiarly.
4: Uh, come out to the house this evening, and I'll uh, give you my answer. All
3: right, uh, so come, come, Diana. Here, Please. Don't worry, Alan. I'll
4: fix it. Don't worry, dear. I know you will. Oh,
3: Alan,
4: what a heavenly night. Uh, I got a heavenly headache. Look, Diana,
3: mm-hmm. didn't you
4: know that your uncle always gets indigestion every time he eats poi?
3: It was kind of you to help him to bed. I'm so sorry he couldn't talk to you about your contract. Perhaps in the morning.
4: Now, I expect to pass away sometime this evening.
3: <laughs> Listen, isn't that music divine? Yeah, 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 beautiful,
4: beautiful. Did you realize my goose is cooked unless I get that contract?
3: Alan, just for the record, you love me.
4: Well, now, look, now, off the record, I do. I... I'd love to have you in a white picket fence running around my house, but don't you understand that you you you, uh, you can't get married. You can't get a marriage license on ten easy payments.
3: You're such a firebrand, darling. Don't you think this is a lovely place for a proposal? Well,
4: yeah.
3: <laughs> if one we're in a mood to propose?
4: Of course. Yeah, sure.
3: Sure. If Uncle had signed your contract, I suppose you'd throw caution to the winds and demand I marry you.
4: Look, all I wanted to do was just go to Honolulu.
3: <laughs> well, take a deep breath. Here's your old contract. What? These chicken tracks are Uncle's signature. I talked him into it this afternoon. Now, go ahead. Propose.
4: Huh? <laughs> uh, uh, what do you mean? Here's...
3: Oh, Alan, this is so sudden. <laughs>
4: Uh, You really mean you'll
3: take your life if I turn you down?
4: Well, uh, no, if you please just... You forced
3: me to say yes. Oh, Alan, my darling, I'll marry you.
4: Oh, wait, will you keep quiet and let me ask you? Well, no, I don't mind.
3: I don't mind at all. I don't mind Alaska for a honeymoon. Whatever you say, darling.
4: Listen, listen, I, I love you. I love you. I'm crazy enough to be crazy about you. I'd like to marry you, but I'll make the arrangement. The minister's I'll... coming.
3: The minister's coming to lunch tomorrow. He might as well pay for it by marrying us.
4: Now, look. Now look, will you do me just one favor? When when the minister looks at me and says, Do you take this woman to be your wife? Will you please, darling, will you please let me say I do all alone by myself? <laughs>
1: Thank you, Myrna, and thank you, Jimmy. Don't don't go away though, because in just a moment we're going to bring on the golf question box.
4: Hey, Rod. Yeah. Uh,
1: before you ask your question, I'd like to ask you one. All right, Jimmy, go right ahead. Uh, 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 Rod, do you uh, collect antiques? Antiques? Well, what makes you ask a
4: question like that? Well, let me see. I think it's Thursday night. I was coming. I, yeah, it's Thursday night. I noticed an old
1: fashioned sort of a carriage in your driveway. Carriage. It? Carriage. Yeah. Oh, now, Jimmy, take it easy. That was Jack Benny's Maxwell. Oh, was not it?
2: <laughs>
0: Yeah, now the automobile has changed, huh? Yes, and you're not fooling, Jimmy. You know, automobiles have gone a long way since Jack's Maxwell was new. They've changed a great deal right in the past three or four years, too. That's why, folks, in order to keep pace with those changes, we'd like to suggest that you get really modern lubrication service. Now, when you change your motor oil, change to Gulf Pride, the motor oil that's refined not only by conventional methods, but also by the famous al process that only Gulf uses. And when you want lubrication service, get Gulf Flex service. Because when you have your car Gulf Flex with the newly developed Gulf Flex lubricants, you'll find that it rides easier and steers easier longer. Yes, a modern car does a lot more than cars used to do. And that means that it needs up-to-date protection, both for the motor and for the chassis. Your car will feel the winter weather a lot less and be in better shape when spring comes if you have it lubricated the Gulf way
4: with
1: Gulf Pride Motor Oil and Gulf Flex Registered Lubrication. Thank you, Johnny. And now for the Gulf Question Box. Remember, you must answer my questions correctly or pay a forfeit. Ready? Our first question goes to Myrna Loy, who will soon be seen with William Powell in MGM's forthcoming production, I Love You Again. Myrna, what movie star recently took a bow in Congress?
3: In Congress? Mm
1: Mm-hmm.
3: Oh, I know. Olivia de Havilland.
1: That is absolutely correct. Olivia was in Washington for the birthday ball. She visited the Senate, was sitting in the gallery when a Senator noticed her and she was asked to take a bow. Incidentally, Olivia de Havilland will be here in the Gulf Theater next week with Jeffrey Lynn and that two-fisted star, Jimmy Cagney. Now, the next question is for Jimmy Stewart, who is currently appearing in MGM's shop around the corner. Uh, Jimmy, oh, hey. come on over here a second, Jim. Wait a yes, i hey, got to ask you a wait, question. Wait. I, wait a minute. Yeah, I'd,
4: I'd like to ask you one. You know, so you're to ask me one. Yeah. Oh, all right. all right. A couple of weeks ago, I was listening to the program, and you yeah. said something that. The first talking picture was... Lights uh, in New York? Lights of New York. Right? Of New York. Lights that's Lights right. Of New York. With Antonio Marino? Mm-hmm.
1: That's what I said.
4: Yeah, well, it was Lights in New, uh, New York, or, but Antonio Marino wasn't in it because I saw it. I wanted he wasn't to in check it. up on No. Oh. How about you paying a forfeit now? You... Oh. Me pay a forfeit. Yeah.
1: Oh, I don't do forfeits. I give them to other people. No,
4: no. you uh, pay the forfeit. Here, oh. 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 I, I want you to, I you to recite this thing Look. the way Rochester would do it. <laughs> I'll spectate.
2: <pick> <laughs>
4: to be or
2: not to be.
1: That is the question. Yes, oh, sir. Oh, All right. Thank you, and good night, Julie, and good night, Bernard. And, uh, keep listening to the Gulf Theater every Sunday. Remember, next week you'll hear James Cagney, Olivia de Havilland, and Jeffrey Lynn, who will appear together for the first time here in the Gulf Theater, along with Oscar Bradley and the Gulf Orchestra. Until then, this is Roger Pryor saying good night, everybody, for your neighborhood good Gulf Theater. This is the Columbia
0: Broadcasting System.